Shalom Aleichem. Mishnah continues for the eighth day of Shvat. We are in chapter five of Kitavot, Mishnah Dalit. Now we've been discussing about a husband's obligation to feed, clothe, support, house his wife and family. And we said that our sages enacted a corollary obligation that what a wife earns goes to the husband, to, you know, understand the family bank account. The idea being that when the husband's paying all the bills, he expects, you know, somebody to not keep the money for themselves, but to also help defray those costs. So what about a case where the husband and wife agreed that she would go work or produce something in the house and then, you know, use that money to support herself? They could do so. And now the husband wouldn't be paying all of the bills for her personally, her food and clothing, and she would be keeping what she earns. So if that's the case, now let's go on to Mishnah Dalit. A husband who is in such a situation where the wife is keeping what she earns, and he says whatever she earns will go to the temple. Makdish being, being from Lashon Hekdesh, something that's holy. The wife can still earn her money normally or make whatever she's making and eat that. Use it for her own food and clothing. It's not holy. Now the Mishnah goes on, Hamotar, what if she earns more than the basic amount. Now, the Gemara defines the basic amount that's spinning a certain amount of thread, which is worth, you know, a minimal, but, you know, a significant amount of money. What if she goes above and beyond? And she's not just earning enough money to, for her basic food and clothing that month, but she's doing more. Rabbi Meir Mer Hekdash. Rabbi Meir says the extra would indeed go to the temple. Rabbi Yochanan Sandler disagrees, who Omer Hulan. He says it's still non-sacred. She could use it for normal, everyday expenditures. It does not have to be donated to the temple. Then Mepharshim explained their disagreement here is something called davar shalobal olam, a thing that is not yet in the world. Rabbi Meir says a person who has financial rights in a thing can donate that to the temple even though it doesn't exist yet. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan disagrees, and the halacha is like him, that if something does is not here yet, you can't donate that to the temple. Now let's go on to Mishnah 5, Mishnah Hey, Elu Malachot Isha Ose Labaila. These are the normal tasks that a woman does for her husband. Of course, the husband is providing the roof over her head and the food and the clothing and everything else and paying the bills, really. So what does she do? Tochenet, she grinds the grains. Ofe, bakes the bread. Mechabeset, does the laundry. Mifashelet, does cooking. Manika Epna, and nurses her son. Now, if there's another, if there's other children from a different mother in the household, she has no obligation to feed them. Matzot Loamita, she makes his bed, Ose Betzemer, and does work with wool. Typically, that means spinning raw wool fibers into threads that can be used. Now, the Kabbalistic sources, they speak of the fact that a man brings raw materials or, you know, simply money into the household, into the relationship, and the wife actually makes something usable out of it. And it's not just physical and monetary assets. It's things like Midos and Yerat Shemaim and things like this. Whatever a man brings into the marriage, a woman can make it into a more refined item, something usable right now. Now, the Mishnah adds on, Hichnisalo Achat. What if she brought one servant into the marriage? Or understand the money to hire one servant to help around the house. Lo tohenet, she doesn't have to grind. Lo ofe, or bake. Lo mechabeset, or do the laundry. Now the servant that she hired can do those tasks. Shtaim, she brings in two servants. Eina mevashelet, now she doesn't have to cook. Eina menika pena, she doesn't have to feed her children. You know, she might want to nurse, or she could hire a wet nurse, or have someone spoon feed the toddlers. Shalo, she brings in three servants. Eina metzot lo amita, she doesn't have to make the beds. Eina ose or spin wool. 
Arba, she brings in four, Yoshevit Bikatedra. She could just sit in the easy chair. She doesn't have to lift a finger. But our sages have some reservations about that policy. Rabbi Lezer Omer, Rabbi says, Even if she brings a hundred servants into the marriage, they can take care of everything. She has to do something basic. For instance, spinning wool into threads. Even though, really, at the end of the day, she doesn't have to, but she should. Why? zima. That sitting idle can bring to immorality, to promiscuity, Understand if someone doesn't have anything to do, they might find something that's not good to do. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamli Lomer, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamli doesn't disagree, adds on. Even a man who is extremely wealthy, he has a hundred servants, so he makes a neder on his wife. And he says, honey, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything around the house. I have it taken care of. Everything is, is done. You just sit easy. If he does so, he has to divorce her and pay her up the full ketuva. Why That sitting idle actually leads to insanity. So it's not just a danger of promiscuity. If someone has nothing good to do, they'll find something not good to do. But somebody who feels like they're not contributing to the household, that they're not putting in effort to make their family grow and flourish, you know, it can lead to a, a, lock, a lack of self-esteem, feelings of just not being worthy, not being part of it. So it's important that even when the normal household tasks are taken care of, that everyone gets involved and feels like they're important in the household, you know, to really help the self-worth of everyone involved. Yashar kochachem, zaygizot.